one of the most confusing things about your first job is going to be taxes. What are taxes? What are exemptions? Do I even need to file a return? We're diving into some of these questions on today's episode to help you navigate your first experience with taxes a little easier. Welcome back to another episode of MHV's Off the Trail. And today we're joined by Tom Lindgren, a certified public accountant in Kingston, New York. Hi, Tom. How are you today? Good morning. Thank you for inviting me. Well, thank you for being on. Um, What we're going to talk about today is something that I don't think enough people learn about as they're entering the workforce, whether it's just, you know, a high school job or starting their first full-time job. Um, And that's taxes and how to navigate that when you start first start um, earning an income. So we do appreciate you being on. And let's dive right in with the most basic question of all. What are taxes, right? I get my pay stub. I see I am paying FICA and SS. And what are all of these things? And why sure, do I have sure. to pay them? Um, taxes are uh, basically their mandatory payments that uh, individuals and corporations uh, pay and they they pay those to governmental entities, and they're paying those to the governmental entities to uh, fund the governmental activities and services. Um, what do we mean when we say something? When we say that? Well, um, the mo- some of the most basic services that you can think about are um, you know clearing the clearing clearing snow on the roads in the winter or um, trash pickup. Some some municipalities provide trash pickup um, or Another common you know, item is um, running a school. So those are, again, they're, they're mandatory payments that are made to uh, governmental entities to fund their programs. Okay. Um, and everybody pays them out of their paycheck. No one's exempt from paying them. Well, some people are, but we can get into that a little bit later. <laughs> All right. So I start my first job. And the first thing the HR person asks me to do is fill out a form, a W-4, I think, so right? W-4. Yep. yep. And um, I know when I started my first job, I was like, well, do I do? Because they ask you for exemptions. I'm like, well, what does that mean? And what do I do? And basically, the answer was, it doesn't matter. Um, zero or one, it doesn't matter. So talk to, uh, talk to us a little bit about what are exemptions and what should people be picking? Is it zero or one if you're starting your first job? Well, it's, that's an interesting question, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a timely topic, and I'll tell you why. Um, for, for decades, uh, parents were entitled to uh, a dependency exemption for each of the children that they sp- supported as well as themselves. And um, this exemption worked just like a tax deduction. It reduced your taxable income, so you ended up paying less income tax. And back in, like, I think it was 2017, the dependency exemption was uh, $4,000. So let's say it was, um, let's say it was a married couple with one child. So their dependency exemptions for that year would be $12,000 and it would reduce their taxable income. And that number used to be, there used to be a number on the W-4 for the number of exemptions that you were claiming because, and, and, and this, is, this is going to be important going forward, and, and I'll explain to you why. Um, the number of dependency exemptions that you had um, determined the amount of federal withholding that, you had, that, they, that was taken out of your paycheck. 
um, the more exemptions that you had, the less federal withholding that was taken out of your paycheck. Now, in uh, let's see, in under the tax cuts, tax cuts and jobs act, which was signed into legislation on December 22nd of 2017 by President Trump, these exemptions were repealed through 2025. So um, the Internal Revenue Service came out with a new form W-4 because the exemptions are now, they're gone. They don't mean anything. So what, zero exemption, one exemption, it doesn't mean anything anymore. So um, you know, and, and, and I've told people also, I've, I've told people that um, what they need to do is they need to, even, even people who have been in the workforce for a while, they need to fill out a new W-4. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is to, to know is that W-4 is, is important because we, we live in a, a graduated tax system. So that means that, um, you know, from, 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 from here to here, it's taxed at X percent. And from here to here, it's taxed at X plus Y percent. Mm-hmm. And if you have more than one job and you're over a certain bracket, well, the, the computer systems, the, the companies use payroll systems and the computer systems don't know that you have maybe three jobs. Mm-hmm. And if they don't know that you have three jobs, then they're not going to withhold enough taxes. And the new W-4 is structured so that you are able to inform your employer about additional jobs that you may have, and therefore they should be able to withhold the right amount. I've had, you know, I've had uh, individuals who have come to me before to prepare their taxes and they show up and they've got, you know, between a husband and a wife, they have five Mm W-2s. You know, uh, the husband works in construction and, you know, he's a member of a union and he worked for uh, four different um, employers during the year. And the wife is a, you know, a nurse or a school teacher or whatever the case might be. The husband now all of a sudden owes a bunch of, they they owe a bunch of taxes because the husband's uh, withholding was not enough because each individual employer system did not know about the other three W-2s. So it's important to, it's important to complete that new form W-4 that's put out by the IRS. Right. And especially I would think, um, you know, all age ranges, because a lot of times young people who are entering the workforce do have a couple of different jobs. Do now, do they need to find out if they're all the employers are collecting um, W-4s then they should be okay, right? Yes, or, correct. Yep, yeah. Yep. But if only there's one, a, yeah. The, the, there, there is a worksheet in the W-4, um, although I will say that it's not real user-friendly. So it's it'll take you some time to complete because you really have to read the instructions. But there is a there is a worksheet in the, for, in the W-4 that you can use that um, will guide you along as to the numbers that you should be putting on that form. Okay, so... Should somebody be trying to guesstimate or estimate or calculating how much they're going to be paying in taxes? No, because that's, and again, that's the function of the W-4 mm-hmm. because the employer is using, um, well, the employer, actually the, the software packages, because everybody, most everybody's using a software package now. And the software packages are, 
calculating the amount of withholding based upon a publication that's put out by the Internal Revenue Service. If you complete that W-4 properly and the employer knows that there's an additional amount that you want withheld or whatever the case mm-hmm. might be, then you should, you should be okay. So sometimes people, um, I've heard some conversations around like, well, I want to pay more taxes because I like the feeling of getting a potentially big refund, right? Because if you overpay taxes, the government's going to pay you back. Um, But some people will say, well, it's my money. I want to keep my money. I'm going to pay as little as possible and either not get a refund um, or have a very small refund. So what should you know, a young person um, or anybody who's entering the workforce for the for, for the first time, how do they navigate that? Well, you know, that's that's an interesting question uh, because there it, it's true there are there are some people who like to have that big refund, mm-hmm. and you know, they 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 intentionally have more withheld than they need to, um, and you know, some people use it as as I as I call it as a, as a forced savings and. You know, to me, it's a home run if you get to the bottom of your tax return and you owe a hundred bucks or you get a hundred bucks back. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, I think you you know that's that's a good way to navigate the system. Right. But some people, <clears throat> some people just you know they 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 like that forced savings. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, like you said, some people say, "I well, um, it's my money. I, I don't I don't want them to have it until the absolute last minute." So it really, really does become a, it's a, it's a, it's a personal, it's a personal uh, decision, no doubt. Mm-hmm. So, so let's, uh, let's talk about a tax return. What is a tax return, right? Let's say I've never filed one before. And now all of a sudden I hear people saying it's tax season, file your taxes, right? Do I need to do that if I'm just well, starting out? Sure. Well, you know, there are, there's, there's a few different forms. There's, there's the 1040 EZ. And there's the 1040A and there's the 1040. Mm-hmm. And the, the items that uh, play into that, that uh, help you determine which of those forms you actually need to file um, become you know, your income, uh, your deductions, if you have any uh, dependents, any ch- you know, children, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are different items that uh, determine which of those forms you're going to file. And as far as, you know, do I, do I need to file a tax return? Well, you know, that's, that's all based upon the filing requirements that are established by the Internal Revenue Service. Uh, just for an example, back in 2020, <clears throat> if you were a dependent on your, your parents' uh, tax return, which you could be working and still be a dependent on your parents' tax return. And if you were, there are a number of items that determine whether or not you have to file, actually file a tax return. Um, if your unearned income was more than $1,100, you had to file a tax return. Mm-hmm. If your income was more than $12,400, you had to file a tax return. Um, if you were not a dependent on your parents' tax return in, in 2020, if your income was over $12,400, you had to file a tax return. And, you know, many, many people, um, you know, if if you if you if you don't file a tax return, you, there's there's um, what's you know what's what's referred to as the statute of limitations. Mm. And if like we talked before, if if you're if you're overwithheld and you're due a refund, you have a time period of three years after the date that the tax return was due to claim that refund. Now, what does that mean? So let's say. 
<clears throat> that for 2020, well, let's 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 um, rule out COVID for a minute. And go, you know, let's let's go by the the old rules. <laughs> In 2020, your your tax return was due April 15th of 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, so April of 21, 22, 23, 20. You have until April 15th of 2024 mm-hmm. to claim that refund. If you don't file your tax return and you're due a thousand dollar refund and you file it in 2025, guess what? You're not getting it. Yeah. So you're leaving money on the table. <laughs> yep. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> Could a young person who's starting the workforce, right? I've seen this question asked um, on Reddit and things like that. They're like, well, can I just add my info to my parents' return and like just let them deal with it? No, no, that's that's not something you do. You do you're not going to add your earned income to your parents' return. Um, you know, that's because first of all, that's going to increase your parents' tax <laughs> Um, You know, you may you may you may have tax. You know, may have earned income of you know. Your first job, you, you started in October and you only had $3,000 of income. Well, you don't even have to file a tax return and you're not going to add that to your parents' your parents' tax return. Okay. Um, okay. Gotcha. So does a young person, now you mentioned a couple of different tax forms, the 1040EZ, the 1040, I think you said the 1040A. Yeah. Um, you know, should a young person seek out somebody like yourself or should they try to do a TurboTax thing or should they try to go to, um, you know, like an HRR block or something like that? Yeah. You know, that really is dependent upon the individual's personality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what do I mean by that? Well, some people are just absolutely terrified of taxes and they don't want anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, quite frankly, for uh, an individual that say, say you've got somebody who gets it, they've got a W-2 and they've got some student loan interest. Mm-hmm. And that's basically it. Right. <clears throat> and maybe they're dependent on their parents' tax return. Somebody like that should really be able to use a, a turbo tax mm-hmm. or something like that. You know, but, you know, seeking out uh, some help from a, from a service provider, you know, it's not, it's not a horrible thing. I mean, you're going to, Here's the thing: you're gonna you're gonna pay more to have it done by somebody than you are if you go out and buy the program. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, some people are just they're just terrified. And they they they're they're afraid they're gonna make a mistake. Yeah. And you know that's why they don't want to do it. All right. So big takeaways today: make sure you're reporting on your W four all of your income, so you're not getting undertaxed and end up owing money. Um, make sure you file for your taxes because you or file your tax return because you may be getting a refund and you don't want to lose out on that. Um, well, and not only that, not only that, if you do have, you know, you do have the income requirements to file a return and you don't file it, um, and the IRS or New York State come a knocking and you were supposed to file a return and you did not, you could be in a penalty situation. Okay. Which obviously you don't want to be in. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I think the, I think the thing to, um, I think the thing to really think about is, you know, don't be afraid of your tax return, understand what's on it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, there are many publications on the IRS website that you can download as PDF documents. I know it's not some of the funnest reading, But um, you can you can go to uh, www.irs.gov, and Mm -hmm. that's another thing that's important. Make sure that when you go to when you when when you go do look for information online, that you are in fact going to the actual IRS website 
and not some of these wannabe IRS websites that are that look very you know they look very very official. Um, and you know I guess the, I guess the point is that if you're ever looking for information and you're wanting to uh, download a document or or something like that, you should never be charged for that. The Internal Revenue Service will never charge you for that. Okay. So if, if you're downloading and they say, oh, you know, give me your credit card and $25, you know, you're on the wrong site. So just make sure, again, it's irs.gov, not .com, not mm. .org. So that's where you want to go. Understand what's on your tax return. You know, uh, if you're not sure and you have somebody prepare your tax return, ask the questions. I always have my clients come in and sit down and review the return so that they do understand. And, you know, here's the other thing. I, have, I review the return with the clients to make sure that I didn't miss something. They say, well, what about this? Well, you know what? I don't have it in the documents that you gave me. Oh, I know I got that. Well, let's let's find that document and make sure we get it into the return so the return is, is prepared properly. Okay. Excellent. So speaking of your clients, Tom, do you want to talk briefly about your business and share your contact info if you'd like? Uh, sure. My, again, my name is Tom Lindgren. I'm here in Kingston. It's uh, I'm on I'm right on Albany Avenue at 417 Albany Avenue. And if anybody has any questions, they can feel free to call me. Uh, my phone number in my office is 845-338-1001. And um, you know, we're certainly here and available to help you out. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and kind of tackling this, this massive tax question. Uh, uh, we appreciate it. Thank you for having me. (laughs) And thank you for tuning in. As always, if you have any topics for the podcast, email us at podcast at mhvfcu.com. And we will see you next time when we go off the trails.